Bible Podcast, episode 23. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement, and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. Welcome back. Yes, thank you once again for taking the time to listen. I I believe that this is blessing you. That's why you are you're here listening to it. And I pray that it, it will continue to be a blessing every week as we continue to discuss things that would impact the lives of bivocational ministers all around the world. So again, this is being recorded in in Kujie, Nigeria, and uh, we we are having a, a well. This season right now is the the rains are wrapping up, and and then, and then for the next couple of months, maybe four months, there would be no rain at all. It's going to be the dry season. It's going to be hot. At, at the beginning and then uh, cooler um, in the evenings and then we're going to get to a heat season and then the rains will come back sometime in April uh, or March, uh, some, yeah, sometime in April. So that's that's it. And that's, and the children and my wife are doing very well. Uh, thanks speak to, to God. So let's go back to what we were discussing uh, last week, what I was sharing last week. And I, I just wanted to mention that as I've been studying leadership, uh, I have been, uh, the Lord has been really up, uh, showing me some things. One of the things that I'm learning is taking note of those people that have taught me uh, some things over the years and um, really recognizing them. And for those that are still uh, alive and, and well, I, I want to even reach out to them and, and send them a note and say thank you for impacting my life with this lesson. And um, yeah, so that's it. So let's get back to uh, some of the people that, are, that have impacted my life. Rick Warren of uh, The Purpose uh, Driven Life, if you've read the book, or purpose-driven church. That's the one that really impacted me, and it was a gift. When I was leaving Nigeria to to Canada to study electrical and electronic engineering in the year two thousand, um, somebody gave me that book, and I I I really need to find her and and thank her if I could get her email and say thank you so much for giving me this this book because it really helped me when it was time to plant the, the first church in uh, in Montreal. And the, the real word I can say I got from this is focus on the five purposes of the church and try to balance them. So focus on the five purposes of the church and try to balance them. That has been always uh, helpful over the years because you know as ministers we are gifted in usually one area so if you're gifted as a teacher what happens is you build a church that is teaching by us to you every program you do will be towards teaching 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 
and so you you build a lopsided church and um and I don't think anybody can help that you're still going to be biased towards your gifting, but when you have um this lesson in your mind, you would try to to balance it out and so that's why that's why I like that it's really helped me it's still helping me so and and so you need to balance worship which is just the time we have together worshiping in songs worshiping in prayer uh worshiping in in our lifestyle just worship so so building that together uh, balancing that making sure that the church is doing a lot of that uh, coming together to pray, um, coming together to worship, to sing, coming together to focus on God, just lifting God up in the in the in the congregation. Very important. Second one is fellowship. You know, building um, fellowship together, talking to, you know, creating events and creating opportunities for men and women and young ones and and everybody in the body to to get to know each other, to get to to um, impact each other's lives with the life of Christ that is in them. That, that's very important. And you know, life groups, um, love feasts, and appreciation events, all of those things, they are very important. And, and not just that they are important, we need to balance them out. That's, that's the key. The, the lesson is not that these things are important, important. We read them in scriptures and we do them, but that they need to be balanced out. And discipleship, which is you know helping people to move from just uh, born again or give you know followers of Christ to to real mature followers of Christ who are also bringing others to Christ and helping them to grow in Christ. And so that that talks about a discipleship track uh, or what some people call Sunday school, just a, a means of tracking how people are growing in faith. Very very important. And um, the next one is outreach, reaching out to those who are not in the church, not believers, having a structured way to go to do that, to get people to know about Christ, to know about the church, to know about the programs of the church, to know about what God has done for them. Uh, so balancing that out, not just doing lots of worship and very once in once in three or four months doing uh, some outreach. No, it needs to be balanced out. And then community development, um, just the omissions, going outside the church to impact what is going on or what, to 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 influence what is going on in our community. Looking up, looking out to see problems that the church can solve practically. We we know around them. So this this is this I got from uh, Rick Warren, and it has been a blessing indeed, blessing indeed for our church and for my ministry. I've not always been balanced in 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 my work, and and I have to stay say that. But, but uh, as we as I've grown in my faith and in my uh, life as a as a pastor, I've I've tried to balance things out more and. It's the best way to do it as I've grown, as I've learned, is to trust God to send you people who are gifted in these areas. You, you are, I personally have not, I, I don't think as a minister you can, you can really become as balanced as you want to be. Uh, uh, but you can have people who are way better than you in all this area and who are way more passionate 
you know, in all these areas. And so you just have to bring them around you. Someone who really loves evangelism, he's going to always remind you that let's go out, let's go out, let's go out. And you know what? You empower him, you strengthen him and say, you know what? You're going to be able to do this. Go and get us a program, a plan to do this every month um, of of the year. And let's do this. And someone's going to come and who loves music and loves worship and loves, you know, prayer. You're going to just put them out there send them out to do some of these things encourage them empower them bring them onto your team if you have the budget for it and and just just do that and and some somebody's just going to say we're not having a fellowship enough let's let's do this you know but one thing that one system that has really helped to to do this is is the is the live group model now i don't i don't i've not written down who really helped who taught me about um live group I will mention that later on, but in preparing the notes, I didn't write that down. Uh, I, I, like I said, some of these things I I didn't I have that that's something I'm learning. I wasn't taking note of where I got stuff from, and I don't think it's right. I think the best way is to really take note of where you get stuff from, and and share that and share that freely. I'm learning that, and I'm I'm going to do that a lot more, a lot more now. So yes. Um, I, I got that from Paul David Yongicho first. That's where I first heard of it. But really where where it came down, where I really got it was from Ralph Nebo. Uh I'm going to mention that well, I don't think I have enough time to do that. Maybe in another lesson or teaching when I when I talk about uh, live groups or cell-based ministry, I, I can talk more about Ralph Nebo. But that, I read his book, Where Do You Go From Here? And it really began that journey to really take take hold of what I've learned years before uh, in, in from the book of uh, Pastor David Young Cho uh, in, in South Korea. So, so that's that. So from Rick, uh, from uh, Pastor Rick Warren, I learned balancing uh, the five purposes of the church. So that really helped my my ministry as a as a pastor and as a bivocational pastor because um, the the live group church helps you to continue to be bivocational because you you learn to really empower others to to build the church together. By the way, I I I you uh, you you must have heard me say that in 2007 I had to focus on ministry, but um, around 2010 I began to get a release to to continue to build my website, and um, well, not that I build website for anyone, but just notice that some of the websites that I had done uh, were beginning to get some traffic, so I I was able to spend some time around that. That's how I'm able to get some income. Um, uh, to supplement uh, the 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 work that I'm doing as a minister, and over the years, I've been able to do that, and so that's why I'm bivocational and I continue to be so, um, because the Lord has helped me to be that. Especially when you go into a country like Nigeria, where there are lots of people that do not have, and and the Lord has led us to go to an area where. Lots of the people that we minister to do not have a lot to give, so we are able to to do ministry and and just sow into their lives, and uh, not really have any demand on them, but except to to build the church and to empower others. So we 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 have God has helped us now that we have a church, 
where we have people who are working in the church and the church is paying for them and they don't have that overhead to also pay for our own ministry. So yes, so let's let's let me uh, say a little, a little bit about some of the recent imp- uh, people that have impacted me. Of course, if I'm going to mention that, I'm going to mention my my leadership coach, uh, Dr. John Maxwell, and and one of the the I started listening to his podcast a couple of um, weeks ago, but some months now, and one I'll just mention two major things. Now the things that I'm learning from. John Maxwell, there are so many, and I'm really discovering that there have been some gaps in my leadership uh, learning over the years, and I wish I'd, I'd done this earlier on. So if imagine if I'd been following and really studying consistently uh, with Dr. Maxwell for the past 10 years, I think I would have gone a little bit further than this, but everything is on time. So right now, uh, two things that I've really taken from Dr. Maxwell. Number one, um, I need to have a growth plan for my life. I need to have a growth plan, and especially in different areas of my life. Uh, for for me, from from Dr. Maxwell, is that I I really need to take control of my growth in leadership. So I've been I've been doing grow. I've been focusing on spiritual growth and pastoral growth, but not leadership growth. Now, pastoral growth has leadership in it, but I'm realizing that really focusing on just the leadership part is very crucial, especially for my ministry where I have to also mentor my you know, uh, fellow pastors. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. And I find that I, I think God has gifted me to be able to, 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 to not just impact pastors in general. Every city that we've gone to, we've noticed that God just puts us in a place to, to bring pastors together, to begin to pray together, and and just mentor some of the younger ones and, and encourage the older ones and really listen to them and, and receive from them too. So that gift is there. And so I need, if I'm going to, I feel that it's time to really become better at, at leading. So that's that's that, and also the next thing I've learned recently is uh, just God has been opening my eyes over the last couple of months. You know, since the stroke in 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 two thousand seventeen, uh, that when you delegate, you you need to supervise. When you delegate, you need to supervise, and and also in 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 the podcast I was talking about that uh, Doctor Maxwell was talking about lessons from great leaders one of the lessons uh he learned from the costco founder i don't i don't remember his name at this moment was that he he said if you if you hire people then show them um how to do what you have hired them to do so if you hire somebody to do what you don't have the time to do you don't have maybe you don't have as much skill to do it but you can do it and you want you know what you want to do then hire them and show them give them take your time to show them how to do it and and you know so that i'm learning that that you really i've been very weak in that area when when i hire someone uh, or when i when i delegate to somebody or when i give somebody something to do what i what i've done previously is just release the whole ministry to them and 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 that's it because in my own mind, that's what I would like someone to do. You know, you give me a task, show me the goal, 
tell me the the boundaries, give me some materials to learn, and and I will always be on your case, coming back to you, showing you what I've thought about, how how I want to improve it, what I've seen others do. Uh, but not everybody is like that. Not everybody has the time to do that. But I've always thought that that's how it should be. You know, you just give me a task and give me the goal. You no, know? this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to achieve. And then I will go find out how to do it. I find out uh, what is happening, and I'll bring it back to you, and you would make the final decisions. But I've discovered now that the best, better way is is to train the people, show them exactly how to do it, how I would do it, and tell them if they 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 can improve on it, and and also tell them that, um, and and always come back to check how they are doing. Always come back to check. I not I shouldn't expect them to come after uh, me all the time to to tell me how they are doing because I discover that some won't, some won't, some will and some won't and and then we don't get as much from from the prog- from the work that God has put in our hearts uh, and and so that's that I've learned that final one for for today's podcast is uh, episode is that um the language from Dr uh David Youngcho David Youngcho uh, the 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 for the audio church in South Korea he is also the person that introduced me uh, or I got introduced to the cell church not that I've met any of these people I wish I would meet some of them um uh, soon but I've not met any of them and uh, just their books their videos uh, audios podcast and and so yes my I first read about the multiplying cell churches way back uh, before I, I went to Canada and and it was good I enjoyed it but it didn't really I didn't think I was going to use it because I wasn't a pastor then and then when I read Purpose Driven Church they, they also had um, small groups and that was all right um, so so the first place I got about cell churches is from Dr. Young Cho but really uh, Ralph Nimbo was the one that made it more impactful and uh, from David Youngicho, what I really learned is the language of the spirit is visions and dreams. The language of the spirit is visions and dreams. And just allowing God to birth a vision in your heart, show you exactly where he's taking the church. And um, you you just you then pray that out. So that's very crucial. It's very important in my life. And, and I've been using that. So... Doctor, uh, the the key is you 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 really don't do anything. You try not to move forward until God shows you clearer. Every time you go into the place of prayer, you 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 see where God is leading you, and that's where you start your prayer from. All the time you're praying in in the in the revelation that God has given, and and that that's helped me a lot. I I believe we're going to stay have a, an episode that is just going to be based on visions and dreams. And and l- lately, one thing I've learned from uh, David Youngicho is sharing scriptures with the Holy Spirit. I've, I've not seen that in any other place. He's the one that uh, first mentioned that. And I love that. And I do that now. When I when I see a scripture that I'm, I'm thinking about, I, I say to the Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. Speak this to me. Speak this to my heart. I want to hear this from you. I want to hear this. Recently, I've begun to say to the Holy Spirit, speak your word uh, to my heart about uh, this healing thing. 
because I, I see God wanting to do that more in my ministry than before. He, he is, he's been doing that, but I sense a, a move of that. And I'm saying, Lord, speak that. You know, go out and heal the sick, not just pray for the sick. You, The scripture says, heal the sick. You know, So that's, that's it. I'm going to wrap it up there for this episode. And by the way, all, all this, if I have any links to any of the materials where I got this, I'm going to link out to, to these people. And you can consume their materials and be blessed by them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you once again for um, just re- you know, remembering all these great men and women that you have used in the past to impact our lives. And I know that there are more that you have used to impact my life, just that I've not taken record of them. Um, but for even those ones that I've mentioned, I pray your blessings upon their lives, their children, their ministry that they have left behind. And those these ones for today are alive. I pray for strength, for grace, for more, more years of ministry. Um, and that their children and their children, their grandchildren will be blessings to all of us. They will continue to be strong in, in, their, in their work with you. And I pray also that we who are listening and who are ministering today, our lives will impact more people all over the world, and uh, we will see your name glorified. We want to see you lifted. We want your church worldwide to be strong. But we remember those of our brethren who are not really um, uh, opportune to enjoy what we enjoy. Some of them are locked up. Some of them are, have to do their ministry undercover. We pray for, for grace. We pray for strength. We pray for fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every pastor, uh, minister that's listening to this. We, we I ask that this week there will be joy, there will be fruit, there will be grace, and, and there will be reason to, to testify of what you are doing in their lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Bible Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo Podcast, Take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life and they will make your life so much more fruitful too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.